Hey, you all, welcome back to the Making Love Better podcast. It is Dr. Lila. And Marvin. And we are, as always, so excited to be coming to you today. We have a very interesting topic. Mm, Very. As we move away from the lady and her sexuality, we may go back to that particular subject matter later, Mm -hmm. but we felt a need to take a pause, to take a break, and lean into something that is Beginning to be what looks like maybe quite a phenomenal. Mm. Um, we're going to just lean into the discussion of a sexless marriage. A sexless marriage? Yes. In other words, when you're married, but there's no sexual intimacy. Well, also a sexless marriage could be defined as... A marriage to little to no sex. Right? Well, it depends on how you define, you and your mate define what's the, not just the quality, but what quantity, what's the level of frequency that yeah, works for you. That's true. It could be. And, you know, we do know that there's this ideal that a lot of couples have mismatch. Mm. Sexual desires, which simply means that in most cases, couples are not coming to the occasion to be intimate, uh, where both parties are always in the mood at the same time. So that's pretty common. That's true. More common than most would like to admit in marriage. But there is this other thing that sometimes exists in marriage when there's actually no sex. So guess what? We are courageously going to go inside of this topic today. We are. We are. Because I was just uh, reading and it said that at least 15% of marriages are sexless. Yeah. That's, that's pretty high. When you get into mm-hmm. double digits, mm-hmm. that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is, again, it's not something that we can no longer not talk about you all. Yeah. So, right after this, we're going to let you take a deep breath, catch your breath, and then we're going to go inside of this conversation courageously with the spirit of truth and the spirit of love. And put your seatbelts on. Hold on. Hold on. We'll be right back. All right. Thank you all for joining our show. And if there's a topic that you all want us to discuss on this podcast, well, sh- Send us some information. Shoot us an email at drlilamakeabettermarriage.com. All right, you all. We are back. Yep, we're back. And as stated before, we are going to courageously, just for a few minutes, go into the subject matter, a sexless marriage. Um, You know, there's an interesting quote that I have adapted just a little bit that reminds us, you know, how difficult and how troubling a sexless marriage can be. Mm -hmm. Um, The quote simply says that the enemy of our soul likes sex without a marriage just as much as a marriage without sex. Mm. Something to think about. Yeah, think about it. Yes. He, again, the enemy of our soul likes sex without a marriage just as much as a marriage without sex. Which really, one, I mean, one thing that's implied is that in either situation, um, there's 
contention in either situation, there's pain, there's agony and frustration of our soul will take place when a couple find themselves in a sexless marriage. You can rest assured that there will be agony, there will be pain, there will be frustration. Because one thing that is common um, to marriage is the idea that there is an expectation of sexual intimacy. But you also, uh, by being fair, you would have to go back to when um, a couple first met or they first got married what was the uh, status or what was the agreement what would they agree upon when it came to sexual intimacy sure ideally that would be a great place to start Um, but research shows that very few couples have created a safe place for such conversation and I think it gets even a little more complex and convoluted for believers, um, especially those who have decided to practice abstinence um, in their courtship prior to getting married, that sometimes having those sacred, if you will, sacred conversations about a love of expectations sexually can be very difficult to navigate through. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes what I've found in um in the services that I provide as a therapist is that um, certainly both parties may come to the marriage with a certain level of expectations. And it's not until they actually get inside of the marriage and begin to experience one another that they find themselves in situations that helps them to become a lot more... um, more well, not well. I wouldn't say honest. Help the situation to become a lot more clear that they are dealing with a sexual issue, mm-hmm. and sometimes that in itself can be very difficult for a couple to admit. Yeah, but I, I, I just keep going back to the um, to the beginning of the marriage, and um, if. A couple has different sex drive. We know opposite attracts, right? Sometimes. Well, yeah, that's what they yeah. tell us. So if you have two individuals with uh, two different sex drives, then that could be um, some of the concerns, correct? It could. It could, sure. I mean, that's a common thing. Most couples have two different sex drives. So I'm not speaking of necessarily two different sex drives, but I'm speaking of when there is no sex. I mean, I think... Now, you, when you say no, you're talking about zero. Right, right. When you have two different sex drives, couples pretty much can find ways to navigate through that, although it may be a little complex. But eventually, again, there's ways that both parties can lean themselves into accommodating one another. But when there's absolutely no sex inside of the marriage, that's something totally different. That's, to- that's something totally different than a reduction in sex, right? Right. And then okay. when you say reduction, because again, some couples, you know, again, people have different sexual appetite. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, you know, hang loose with the ideal as to what's quote unquote 
the correct amount of sex because again mm-hmm. people get to gauge that themselves in the relationship you know for some couples you know being sexual once a week is fine you know if they're they're in agreement with that for some mm-hmm. couples being sexual twice a week or three times so this ideal as to what's the perfect number you know we it depends on the couple it depends on the couple yes but what's for sure is clear is when there is no sexual no intimacy sex, zero Certainly, that okay. can lead a couple, it can lead the marriage um, to distress. Mm-hmm. It can cause great marital yes. dissatisfaction. And, you know, for a number of reasons, one of the reasons, first of all, is in there's this common expectation that sex is a part of the marital relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so sex is expected. Um, I won't say sex is old, but it is something that is distinctly expected because, again, sex is a way that individuals in the marriage express their love, express their care for one mm-hmm. another, and it helps to bond the couple closer together. Yeah, because um, a lot of times um, couples don't get a divorce or they don't separate because mainly of love when it comes to sex this marriage, they separate because of the loss of passion. Well, loss of passion could be it, but loss of passion may be marked by... And listen, when we say passion, we're not creating this idea that every day you're going to be... No, 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 no. no you no. know, you're going to be running to the door meeting your spouse because you're so heated and passionate. No. No, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about... Uh, what about maybe a better way to put it, too, is a loss of longing and a desire for your mate. Loss of appetite. That's good. I like that. A loss of appetite. Yeah. Yeah. So a loss of appetite for sex also can be perceived, be it correct or incorrect, by the other party as a loss of desire for you as a mate. Mm Mm-hmm. And when the individual is is met with a loss of appetite or a loss of desire for sex, oftentimes it's personalized, it's internalized mm-hmm. as a form of rejection. Right. So when the other mate is feeling that the you, you know that their spouse no longer has a desire, has a longing for them, mm-hmm. um, now we're dealing with again what. Is felt like rejection, was felt like abandonment in the marriage. And again, it could send the marriage on a course to that of major dissatisfaction. But also, um, a sexist marriage could be a result of something medical or psychological as well. You know, the primary cause for sex, you know, sexless marriage or sex-starved marriage. Yeah, it could be many different reasons. And as you suggested, it could be physical. It could be psychological. Mm -hmm. uh, It could be relational. There could be issues going on in the marriage as it relates to the relationship in itself. There could be, you know, uh, where trust has been broken. Um, There could be issue of... Certainly, as I suggested, trust been broken, been breached, unforgiveness. There could be issues as it relates to sexual dysfunction, mm-hmm. meaning some sort of health issues that hadn't been disclosed or hadn't been addressed or the other party may not even be aware of. 
It just may be showing up by way of difficulty functioning, right? right. And then there could be, indeed, psychological issues, especially, yes. you know, if if you're in a situation where there may be issues of underdressed trauma mm. that may have occurred, especially childhood sexual abuse. Now you're in a marriage and sex doesn't feel good, doesn't feel comfortable. So all of those things and so many other things could, you know, um, stifle the um, sexual relationship. Yeah, but that's why I I, I started out as um, a sexless marriage could be a reduction in sex as well as no sex because um, it's to my understanding that maybe they were sexual at one time. And the reduction led to no sex. Well, sure. A couple could be sexual at one time. And then over the course of time, um, now what we're dealing with is a sexless... Less marriage, yes. A sexless marriage, which, mm-hmm. again, meaning that, okay, you know what? We hadn't been sexual, you know, for two to three months. We hadn't been sexual. Now, okay, it started off, you know, once in a while. Now we're down to two or three months. Now it's, you know... You, you realize, yeah. yeah, that it becomes less and less. Mm-hmm. And when these things begin to happen, um, you know, we want to strongly encourage couples to take note, not to sweep it under the rug, um, but to courageously spend time addressing these matters, even if you have to seek out for help. Because in most cases, unless you... Well, not in, you know, I will say very confidently, unless you address the matter, it's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. But but um, I, I know we've said this in a couple of podcasts before, and I, I guess I'm going to say it again, but I don't want to sound redundant. But um, if you're in your car and your check engine light come on or a light come on saying your tires need air. That's a warning or an indication that something is going wrong with mm-hmm. that car. Mm-hmm. And a sexless marriage is meaning, okay, something is seriously going wrong with this marriage. So how can we fix this? Mm-hmm. So that's a good question to start. But also, again, sometimes that discussion is difficult to have because people are shameful. Um, Pride. Yes, shameful ego. Yeah, so there's fear factors regarding that of being um, accepted or rejected. And sometimes it's just the whole thought of being bringing up the subject matter and you're met with rejection mm-hmm. can be extremely gut-wrenching for a person. Um, so sometimes a person who is considered to be the sex-starved partner, they usually will internalize the matter, mm-hmm. uh, and and they will hold on to it that there's something wrong. Yeah. So the sex-starved marriage also where, is where you have one person who's longing for sex, um, and they're wanting to be touched. Mm-hmm. They want to be loved. They want to connect. Um and again, the other person may be, I won't say oblivious to it, but their their partner is not met with the same type of uh, desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But this is quite interesting, too, that 
although a person may not may have a loss of sexual desire, it's not the same thing as a loss of a desire for intimacy. Right. And what I mean by that is sometimes couples may be dealing with sexual dysfunctions, which i.e. leads to a sexless marriage. It doesn't mean that hey, I have a loss. You may have a loss for connecting intimately. Right. That you still can do things to connect. Physically, physically, while you're working through the sexual dysfunction. Mm-hmm. But from a man's point of view, it could be somewhat frustrating mm-hmm. to not be able to... Uh, can I say this on the microphone? I don't know. Let's see if we have to edit it out. What's that? <laughs> to, for not to be able to get an erection. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, one of the things, too, I'm glad you brought that up. One of the things we are seeing is that there... You know, it's an increase in the population of, of percentage of men, better way to say it, who are experiencing ED, even at younger age. So for men, that is very challenging. It hits the, at the core of their masculinity. So ladies, you know, when you have a, when your spouse, you know, may be struggling with um, erectile dysfunction, sure, um, be of support. Be of loving support. Mm-hmm. Uh, lean into the conversation with a tender ear tender heart yeah you know and and to you know stand in in the gap with your with your husband to show support and love because sometimes ed is more about the person experiencing the anxiety don't want to oversimplify it there could a stress there could be other matters that encourage you to encourage your spouse to you know, check in with their physician to rule out any organic, i.e., any biological, physiological, biological factors that may be. Um, but oh, it might be um, prescription medicine. Sure, could be. You know, if you have a diagnosis, certainly of hypertension or a diagnosis such as diabetes, mm-hmm. all those things could play a factor into. Um, sexual dysfunctions, which could lead to a sexless marriage. Yes. But I will say one thing that is not an option is one where you are not addressing the marriage. I mean, you're not addressing, excuse me. The option is, one option is not to not do anything. You have to address. You have to address. Strongly encourage you to address the matter. Yeah, because... um, um, a lot of times, uh, men, get, they will isolate themselves. Mm-hmm. They will make up excuses. They'll find other things to do mm-hmm. to avoid the situation mm-hmm. as, when it comes to intimacy. Yeah. Or even trying to, um, someone bringing up the idea, okay, let's go get help for it. Yeah. And, and again, you know, you owe it to your marriage to go get help. Um, and this is again, marriage is very complicated. It give us many reasons. The extremities of marriage, we said this before too, helps us to grow. So mm. this is something that you can choose to grow through together, right? Um, we don't want to leave any room in our relationship for the enemy to vex us. Mm-hmm. And when we, when there is not a sexual Connection and when we're not uh, reaching out for one another sexually, it can be very piercing to the soul. So, 
a couple of practical things that you can look to do maybe in order to bring up the subject matter is, you know, as you look to at your own thoughts and feelings about it, if you're needing to address your spouse about the matter, consider um, writing your spouse a letter. If it's mm-hmm. something that you may think is too complicated to go into verbally or even spending time just flushing out your own feelings and emotions on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, for men, certainly I encourage you, you know, and men can do it as well, not just women, but, you know, spend time just thinking through your thought, create an atmosphere atmosphere for the conversation right and sometimes again it may mean that you may need to seek out for help if you feel that um, this is not a conversation that you guys are equipped to go inside of or you just may need more support surrounding yeah I mean um, so I would not suggest that you uh, decide to sleep in different rooms or different parts of the house. No. It needs to be uh, something that you come together on and agree on. And um, the approach is going to have to be appropriate for your spouse. Yes. So we want to stay in close proximity. Yeah. When we put... I mean, sex already is putting a distance. So when you put more distance by way of physical, mm-hmm. um, yeah, physical proximity, it again, we're just widening the gap and can widen the ridge between you and your partner. So, yeah, stay in the same bed. Continue to, you know, show up so you continue to pray through it. Continue to reach out for resources. I want to encourage you guys. There's one resource that I so appreciate. It's called a celebration of sex. Oh yeah. I've mentioned that particular resource many times. It's like the sexual sex encyclopedia for believers. I think it's a great book. It is that you know address many different subject matters. So certainly that's something that you can reach out for, and then also reach out for help if need be. I mean, even in our relationship, we've had times that we've reached out for help and it has been beneficial uh, stripping away that shame because it takes a lot of courage and strength in addressing these matters yeah because um the book um celebration of sex it really is a good conversational piece Mm -hmm. because it breaks down the wording for you to for you to go into a lengthy conversation with your spouse Mm -hmm. yes it does help you become very equipped much more equipped to have those conversations you know, and the last thing, too, you know, as you look to move into this conversation, if need to, give consideration to how your spouse may be feeling. If you are with a spouse who's having issues showing up sexually, sometimes it's easy for any of us, regardless if it's sex. Are you or, talking about the opposite person? Yes. Okay. Regardless what the matter of it is, sometimes we have this righteous indignation that we oftentimes have to work through to get to the place of being empathetic towards our mate. So I want to encourage you to sit with the fact and give consideration to what may be going on with your spouse and how they may be feeling about the matter. If you have a spouse that's not showing up sexually and it's something that you've been trying to prime the pump with and you've been urging and there's not been a consistent response on it, give consideration to what may be going on with that particular individual. Um, If it's something that's, you know, you recognize is beyond uh, 
you know, relationship um, issues such as unforgiveness and and even if it's unforgiveness or anger, just give consideration as to why, how they may be feeling and what's really going on with them, which could help you to show up better to become more curious versus um, addressing the matter from that of pointing fingers or blaming or even attacking. Yeah, because you want to um, find an appropriate time to discuss this topic. You don't want to just say, oh, honey, I need to talk to you, uh, you know, right after work or, you know, something, while something else is going on. You want, you know your spouse better than we do. Mm-hmm. So find the, the, one of the best times that you can approach your spouse and say, okay, honey, you know, have we ever thought about this or have we considered this? Absolutely. So, yeah, so, and that would mean, again, becoming an expert you know, in the knowledge of your of your spouse, you know your spouse. Um, so consider, you know, when it's best to bring up the subject matter, best mm-hmm. to communicate. Um, when you're able to understand your spouse, ways of connecting, um, you can also better position yourself with, you know, more information and con- giving consideration to what may be going on in their world. Um, and also to, you know, the healthy relationship is based on caring. Yes. You know, it's a mutual caring. So when you're able to put that person's need above your, your own and also take better care of one another, it can help the relationship. So again, coming to the conversation with a we mentality versus one of you, 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 or what's wrong with you. You know, not oh with the intent, yeah, not with yeah, the intent to, to harm, hurt, no. or punish, but one where you are humbling yourself to become curious to see how you can join forces together, so that you can be better. Because again, a sexless marriage, you know, will lead to marital dissatisfaction, and the enemy of our soul loves nothing more than to destroy marriages. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, with that in mind, that's the end of our time today. Is See a, how easy that was? I don't know, but it's a very complicated <laughs> subject matter. It so, is, it was. we just wanted to share a few thoughts with you all. Um, if you, um, if this podcast has been a blessing, mm-hmm. you know, certainly join forces with us. And by way of sharing this podcast with others as we work to help to preserve marriages by helping them to become better and better. Yeah, so um, use this podcast as a conversation piece. Say, okay, well, let's listen to the podcast. And honey, tell me what you think about this. Absolutely. And again, with the spirit of humility, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. To lean into these type of conversations. Hey, listen, last thing. I, That's uh, it? Yeah, we're actually about to check out, but I want to, we wanted to let you guys know that we actually have a new website that's coming up pretty mm-hmm. soon. And um, it'll be easy for you all to remember. It's actually um, Make a Better Marriage. Yes. So feel free to check out our new website after this week. Um, it should be up. Um, Make a Better Marriage, Wholesome Intimacy has been our old site. We've had it for quite some time. Not just the old site, but we're you know doing some rebranding there. But again, check us out. Make a Better Marriage. And until next time, see Bye-bye you around. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, 
ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. And we encourage you to join forces with us to help preserve marriages by making them better and better. So share this podcast with your family and friends. Be blessed.